welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another week. Um, super excited this week for a lot of reasons. Uh, let's see. My sister is um, going to be giving birth any day now, so we're just sitting here waiting for that. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to being an aunt to another child, um, baby girl. And so uh, definitely announce that whenever the baby come, but we're just all waiting for, our, you know, the countdown is here. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see, in a couple of weeks, the child is going to be going to NCCU, North Carolina Central University in Durham for orientation. It's the three day orientation. So we're prepping for that. Um, super excited, super proud of the kid. Uh, nervous, sad he's leaving, but happy for him all the same. So we have that going on. And then also, um, I plan to do some changes to the show. So next episode is my hundredth episode. Can you believe that we've been talking for a hundred episodes, but we have. And, um, so over the weekend, the show hit over 10,000 listens. So I do want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me from the beginning with this thing. You know, when I first started, uh, you know, the, the, the podcast was very quiet I didn't really have a lot going on with it. And, um, you know, it's just continuing to grow. It's my baby. It's my brainchild. Um, I love it. I plan to talk more about it later during my thought of the week. But I do want to start by by thanking everyone for the support, thanking everybody for the feedback that they give me. Uh, it's always appreciated. Uh, don't forget to, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend. You know, if you like the show, definitely share well the people. Um, subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Um, but yes, I do appreciate it, uh, wholeheartedly and I'm truly thankful and I just plan to continue to let the, the show grow. Um, I am going to do some changes. So this week, uh, I think I'm going to start by doing mantras every week. Now I've been following, I am mantra. Uh, I'm going to put their Twitter on in the notes, but I've been following them and, I, and every, every morning I get up and I do like mantras and it's been pretty cool. And so I actually want to start incorporating that on my show. So instead of motivational Monday, we're going to replace that with uh, some mantras and start and start into that. And if there's anything that you like, you know, definitely write it down and, um, and, you know, do that. It's been, it's been working really well for me. I actually really enjoy doing it kind of like affirmations. Um, so I'm going to, you know, replace motivational Monday with mantras. So that's going to be something different. I also might be doing a little bit of changes to the show in general. So once I do that, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, the layout and how it all going to go. But for the most part, the show is pretty much going to kind of be the same. Maybe a few little tweaks there. But um, other than that, I haven't had much going on. I, I do have coming down the um, the channel uh, really soon, coming down the pipes here. Uh, I have the merch coming really soon. And I also have... Um, the creation of the book club coming really soon. Life has been really crazy. Um, and so I just haven't had time to really sit and, and finalize things. Uh, and so that's what I'm in the midst of doing right now. And really, um, you know, trying to get all that together. So that's definitely my next step. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to put all that stuff on my social media. So you're going to know the announcements. I'm going to also say it on here. So definitely if you're a reader and you want to join, definitely join. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that as well. This is going to be an extension of the show. And uh, it's also just going to be a way for me to talk, you know, even more in-depthly with, you know, you guys. If you like to read, you want to talk to me. We all talk together as a group for the book club. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
other than that, I haven't really had much going on. Uh, just been, uh, you know, reading, you know, working on stillness. I'm going to talk about that a little later. So what we'll do now, let's just jump into a mantra for the day. So today's mantra, I am embracing, accepting, and loving my unique and authentic self. So I got that from I am mantra. I, I love that, uh, that Twitter account. So I'm definitely going to be doing these, um, every week now, uh, just to maybe throw some positivity out in the atmosphere. So let's just go over some excellence this week. Um, for me, I feel like what I've been most proud of lately has been just watching the Olympic trials and like all of the different, uh, sports and seeing the diverse representation. So, you know, I'm super excited for the Olympics. I told you guys that, uh, last episode, that is something that's really deep in my heart because, uh, I watched the Olympics with my father, um, who, you know, is deceased now. And then I carry that over to, um, the child and Les and we watch as a family. And so I'm really looking forward to watching the Olympics with them. So it's just been dope just seeing like one, you know, black excellence all the way around, but also just in general, you know, going for the United States. So, um, so I'm really excited for that. So that's my excellence this week. So we're going to roll into the hot topics. I only have really a few. So let's just go over some, some different stuff going on right now, y'all. All right. So this week we saw, uh, Derek Chauvin, um, sentencing. He was the police officer that killed George Floyd. Um, so he got 22 and a half years. What are y'all thinking about that? I personally, I personally don't think it's enough because I think if he has like good behavior, he would get out earlier. Um, they are saying that, you know, he does have two other, uh, federal charges that's pending against them that can give him more time. But I mean, my thing is this, like, I'm, I mean, I think at this point we're all tired of seeing, you know, um, blacks been murdered by the hands of, you know, officers. Right. I think I, 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 it's sad to say, and that's why I don't really watch videos of this stuff. I don't really watch when it's all, it's all over the media because, um, I think it's, it's so to the point that you become desensitized to seeing this stuff because we see it so much and it's like, you know, murder at the murder to murder. Um, cause that's what it is. And, you know, it's just, it, it's just tiring, you know? Um, I definitely think if you took somebody's life and in the way that he took George Ford's life, I mean, I definitely think he should have got more than 22 years. Um, I was reading somewhere that I think it, when it, whenever he gets out, he'll be like 60. So he still has time just to like live his life. I don't even think that he, he to me, he never even seemed remorseful uh, about whatever, you know, when he was trying to, um, you know, get a mistrial and all that stuff. I mean, dude, like, the shit was horrific. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've still never watched the video, but I've seen enough of it to just know. And, um, you know, I, you know, I think it's, we, I think it's always going to be weird to me that we live in a world where somebody else's life isn't of value, regardless of color, regardless of whatever, right? Like, why do we live in a world where somebody's life is not of value? I can't imagine taking somebody's life. I don't even have a right to take somebody's life regardless of what job I have or anything like that. Like I couldn't even imagine doing that. And so, um, yeah, I don't think 22 and a half was enough, but you know, maybe with his other charges, they'll probably tack on some more. And maybe that might've been the thought process behind it, but I'm not really shocked at this point. But I mean, at, 
at least he got something, I guess. But I don't think it was, I don't think it was enough when you think about that you took him from, you know, his family, his children. So, um, but that was the update for that. Uh, let's see. So another thing that I want to talk about just a little bit. Uh, so this week also we saw the Britney Spears testifying in, in court, right? Um, so we've been seeing the battle of like free Britney and I didn't really, I never really quite understood. Like I understood enough to know, like, you know, that basically her dad is over her and he kind of like governs what she does and da da da. Like I knew that. And then I felt like something might've been wrong with Britney in general, because sometimes she'd be on Instagram, like spinning around in circles and dancing and shit. But I didn't really know like what was good with Britney. Um, I just more so felt bad for her because it just seemed odd, all of it. Like, you know, cause you know, you know, how I feel about mental health. Like it's a real fucking thing. Um, so when she was in court this week, she spoke about a lot. Uh, it was actually really, um, intense. I, I thought, um, because I think when it comes to one, I don't think anybody has a right to, uh, dictate what somebody does with their body, dictate, um, any of that shit really. So I think that was really weird because she basically was saying that she wanted more children. She wanted to marry her boyfriend and her dad basically, um, has blocked that. And then he also forced her to put an IUD in her to where she can't get pregnant and she wants to have children, but she's been forced to do that. They also have forced her to take drugs and, um, and like, she can't even drive in a car with can't even ride in a car with her boyfriend just weird shit like that like this is a grown-ass woman and mind you it's her money and everything else and she can't even uh you know ride in a car with her boyfriend and she has to ask permission for everything and they basically was forcing her to perform they was forcing her to like do all this stuff that she didn't want to do so it's really fucking sad like i will say that i was younger when the whole thing with Brittany and when she had the kids back to back and she was kind of like, she shaved her hair off and she was, you saw her in the media, everybody was like, oh, Brittany's crazy. But I think the main thing that I think we should consider that I think obviously wasn't considered then, I didn't even think about it, was that she might've been going through postpartum, you know? Postpartum is a real thing. It can have you, you know, all over the place. I tell everybody, like, I think every woman has a touch of postpartum in general. Some might be more than others, but I mean, you also, your hormones, when you have a kid is so out of whack and you've had somebody in your body for, you know, all that time, nine months, and then just going back to trying to be yourself. And then on top of being this big, you know, celebrity and having all this pressure on yourself. Well, I can only imagine what that probably is like the, the levels of celebrity, um, and just the fucking pressure to come with that shit is something out of this world. Right. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a sad thing. And so she basically was like how at first she tried to lie and say she was okay. And she was just saying like, you know, she apologized to her fans because she's not okay. And she was trying to just hide the fact. I mean, you know, I feel like Brittany out here trying to give her truth. I hope that, you know, she definitely, uh, is able to, get back reins of her life. Um, especially if these people are drugging her and all that shit. And I hope that, you know, uh, you know, she's able to get the help that she needs. And I, I hope that she's able to be able to live her life. You know, that's just sad as fuck. And I don't really know. Obviously we don't really know every little thing, but I don't know, man. Free Britney, free Britney. Y'all. So the other thing that I had was, um, a lot of details haven't really come out in regards to this, but Carmelo and Lala, 
uh, are getting divorced. Lala filed for divorce from Carmelo after it came out that apparently he's fathered um, a set of twins. Now, I haven't gotten the full story. So this is a lot of hearsay. So this is just Mika just giving you the news, but I don't really know all of it. Apparently, um, Carmelo was hooking up with this girl. She was just like that. Basically, he functioned very single-like. I never really understood Carmelo and Lala's situation. Like, I never really understood, like, were they in a open relationship, which I kind of felt like they were, but I wasn't really sure. Or what were they? Because um, it's not the first time that he's cheated on her. I know before, apparently, he got a woman pregnant, but i never seen the baby. I mean, nobody's ever seen the baby, so I'm not sure if that's really true or not. I mean, you know, only, only one... Um, that I've seen is him and Lala's child. So I don't know, but this is what there's, this is, has always been a rumor that he has a little girl. Now I don't know. Um, and so, but I mean, obviously infidelity has been their thing. So what they've been married, what, 11 years or something like that. And so I just think it's hard when you date an athlete in general, I just think you're going to go through shit because they are used to, um, they have entitlement and they're used to people just handing them shit. So I, I I don't I think it's rare when you, when you have an athlete that doesn't cheat um, in some kind of capacity. So I wasn't really surprised, but with this one, it's like kind of a crazy story because apparently the girl was willing to get um, to terminate the pregnancy or whatever, and apparently he didn't show up, and so then you know she was still pregnant. I think he had her. He flew. This is what the rumor is. He flew her over to Europe where she gave birth in Europe and that way um, he, it wouldn't be a paper trail in the United States. And so apparently, you know, he, he has um, twins. So um, I'm sure as time will go, more will come out in regards to this because it wasn't really much to talk about um, right now, but (sighs) I don't know, man. Like my thing is this, like I sit and wonder with people, like I feel like sometimes the way I feel about monogamy um like I think in relationships you have a right to decide what kind of relationship that you want to be in and if you can't be faithful and you feel like you can't just be with one person I think that's a conversation to have before you get married or you know dip in while you're married like where you might have these conversations but definitely before because I mean people can't change but I think you should just be upfront and then see if the person is in agreement because like because a lot of times you know um if you tell people sometimes straight up what what it is that you can and can't do a lot of times people usually will accept that I really believe that people will are, are open to a lot of things if you actually give them honesty. Now, some people aren't. You know, some people want to be in a monogamous relationship. They want to feel like they are your one and only. And and I think that's a real thing, obviously. You know, we see that. But um, I think it's also a real thing that people are in open relationships too. So I don't know. But I think that if you can't do it, I think people should stop getting married if you can't do it. And, or at least have conversations about it. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, for me, um, if somebody, if I was dating somebody and they told me that they, they didn't want to be monogamous, um, I feel like, I, I feel like honestly, like where I am in life, like I would be okay with that. Me personally. Um, 
as long as like we have rules and guidelines or whatever we need to do. But that's, that's me. That's me. That's, that's really how I think, because I think that who created monogamy? I just think everybody's not really meant to do it. And it's a, it's a man-made thing. That's what I think. Uh, so I don't know, but hopefully with that situation, you know, it gets resolved and it's not like messy and stuff considering they have a kid. So I don't know. Relationships are hard, man. So the last one I want to talk about is I watched the Mary J. Blige documentary. I watched it twice so far and I absolutely loved it. Like, um, when I was talking to Les about it, she was like that, um, she wished that, that Mary J. Blige would have given us more, but I don't think that, I don't think Mary's ever really going to give us more. I don't think she's ever really going to tell her, um, tell her story, like the full story. And the way I looked at it was what made the documentary good to me. And I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but I mean, she's given a documentary about her, my life, um, CD. And the way I looked at it was, and she spoke a lot about her trauma. And when it comes to trauma, like the fact that she gave us a piece and she's open enough to tell us a piece of her trauma, um, I think you should be grateful because a lot of times, like when you've had traumatic shit happen to you, um, you don't always want to fucking talk about it. You know, you don't always want to sit and share, um, those pieces of you. And in some things you might want, they might remain hidden. Right. And that's not necessarily a good thing either. You know, you, you have to kind of get out trauma because trauma is one of the things that, um, you know, you can have triggers for it and it just eat away at you. Right. So, but I just loved how real she was. I loved how transparent she was. And I mean, I literally, I literally cried, you know, when I first watched it because, um, you know, you can just see the pain, man. And I remember, you know, when I was younger, we always be like, oh, you know, Mary need to go through something so we can get a bomb ass CD. But when you say, think about that shit now, you're like, damn, like, why the fuck are we saying shit like that? Because, you know, who wants somebody to be in pain, you know, to get that, um, piece of work. I watched her on a breakfast club talking about the documentary. And she said that as far as my life, that she feel like we, we would never get another CD like that from her because that CD literally came from her just writing from her pain. And I didn't realize, like, I guess, cause I was young, you know, I knew she was dating KC, but I didn't know the depths of it. So I didn't know that that like basically that whole CD was about her relationship with KC and kind of like her singing to him and begging him to like be with her. So after learning that and really listening to the documentary, God, my life hit so much fucking different. So I definitely been playing the CD the whole weekend after watching it. So, you know, I think that when it comes to, it's always these certain projects that's truly special when you can tell that an artist is just, you know, bleeding into the lyrics. And that's how I felt about my life, man. Like, it's not me and CDs that you, you feel that shit. And Mary J, you just feel that shit. You feel everything that she feel. So if you haven't watched that yet, it's on Amazon prime. It's definitely worth it. I plan to watch it again. I mean, I, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, so that's all I really have for hot topics. Oh, also, if you haven't watched the season of hands made, that shit was absolutely crazy. I finally watched Did I talk about this last week. I know I talked about hands made. I can't say if I watched the finale or not. I finally watched the finale. Um, wow. Crazy, crazy. So, you need to watch Hands Made too if you haven't seen this season. But uh, yeah, so that's all all I really have for hot topics. I didn't really have much to really talk about. Um, so for my thought of the week this week, I plan to just kind of talk. I feel like I haven't really 
talked in a while in regards to just where I am and I wanted to talk about just the growth of the show. And so I wanted to spend my thought of the week to talking about that. So let's just get into it. All right. So I wanted to just sit and just have a conversation today about just, it's just my thoughts, the start of it, my journey, where I am now, right? I don't think I've had the where I am now conversation yet. Um, all right. So I think one of these episodes I discuss my purpose. Um, and so when I, when I first started, uh, it's just my thoughts. Like I, I didn't really know what really was like my vision for this. Like, I didn't know if people were going to be receptive. I didn't know if people were going to listen. I didn't know, uh, you know, um, I didn't really know what to expect really, but I knew that I wanted a space that I could just be vulnerable and just be honest. And I knew my goal was like, if I reach one person, I was going to be thankful, right? Because I wanted to just talk about my journey that, you know, my, my wellness journey, my healing journey that I've been on for years and just how life changing really has been for me. Um, so I started, so I'm 36, turned 37 in a few months. And I think I started this journey around 30, around 30, 31. Uh, so it's been, it's been some years into this, but for me, like, I got to a place in life where, um, I was completely unhappy. I was completely depressed, um, for various reasons, but sometimes I felt like I had a, like just a, a life full of unhappiness. And then I think I got to a point that I was just so used to being unhappy and being sad. And I really didn't even realize really that I was that sad or unhappy And then I started thinking about, when I think about it now, I think about uh, young Mika, you know, then, and just my behaviors in itself, you know, how I carried myself in relationships, how I carried myself with other people, and just, you know, the hurt that, you know, I bestowed on people. Um, Even if my, in my mind, I felt I was being honest, just knowing that I'm hurting people um, and just not really taking any ownership and accountability towards it, being toxic you know, uh, and not really thinking about the shit that I was doing, you know, just being completely honest. I talked about that. And so for me, um, my breakthrough with that was when I started therapy. So I started in therapy and I would go, you know, we, we had couple therapy, but then I would go individually. And so it really took my individual sessions when I started to I, if for anybody that goes to therapy, you understand what I'm saying when I say this, but like, you know, a lot of times your therapist is there and they might ask you a question to, to lead you somewhere. But you know, for the most part, you're talking and you're in a quiet room and you're sitting there talking. And it was like, I had an aha moment, right? Because I literally one day was talking and I was saying the most saddest fucked up shit about myself. And actually like, hearing that shit bounce off the wall back at me and hearing me say these things about myself, I was like, whoa, wait, like, and even my therapist who was quiet, but she was looking at me like, yeah, like, do you, do you hear yourself? 
And I never, I never really heard myself, but I never really took, you know, stock in, um, you know, some of the things that I would say. I, I can give an example just, just to be vulnerable, you know, and be transparent. Like, um, I always felt like, you know, I had a, a really crazy childhood and I don't think I've ever talked about my childhood on here, but it was just full of just, it was some, it was a childhood basically that I wouldn't wish on anybody. Right. And when it comes to childhood trauma and the things that I saw and the things that happened to me, um, you know, you make reasons as to why this may have happened. And I remember I used to say like, well, I would rather this have happened to me than happened to like my sisters or something like that, because I feel like I'm the strongest one out of everybody so I can handle it. But it's not okay. Like it's not okay for fucked up things to happen to you. And you feel like, well, it's fine because you know, I can, I can take this more than they can. You know, if this would have happened to them, I don't know. I don't know if they would have, you know, made it through. So I started internalizing that. I started feeling that way. So where it, it just became, I started to be the person that everybody leaned on and I'm taking everybody else's weight, everybody else's stressors, everybody else's shit. And I'm just putting it all on me. I'm literally paying people bills. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And there was no space and it was nothing for me. And I was just so used to always just getting kind of like the short end of the stick or always just getting like, you know, just the fucked up in that I kind of normalize that. I normalize if I'm in a relationship that I shouldn't really expect much, you know, um, or, you know, people, you know, hurt people and whatever, or, you know, we're young. So this is supposed to happen. I'm like, no, it's not supposed to happen. Like a lot of shit is not supposed to happen, but a lot of, of my trauma and a lot of things that I went through, um, I, I, I never talked about it. And then even when it came to things I saw as a kid, like, I never saw a healthy relationship and that is important. That's something that I really, you know, try to make sure that I show examples of, you know, with me being a bonus mom and being blessed to be in the position that I parent, um, I try to never show, uh, negativity and just, you know, uh, a fucked up relationship because I know that everything I'm doing as an adult, my kid actually sit and look at, you know, I've been in this life since he was eight, nine years old and, you know, now he's about to be 19. So um, I, I do take that serious, you know, serious enough. And so, you know, but for me, I never seen what love was supposed to look like. And for me, like, I thought love was literally an R&B song. I thought it was just like, you know, you love this person, you have sex, it's great. And, you know, they're supposed to just come to you completely, you know, together and they're supposed to just be there. And even if you're full of shit, like it's fine. And I just had an unrealistic view because I never was taught, you know, what it's supposed to feel like, what it's supposed to look like, you know, um, how love shouldn't hurt. Love shouldn't be, you know, these certain things. And so those are things that, you know, I had to, you know, I had to learn. Um, and the, the one thing I will say that I love the most out of my therapy journey has been my journey with self-love and self-worth. I definitely think that I lacked a lot of self-love just throughout this whole entire, like my whole entire life, I think, you know, and I really honestly would try to get that validation through sex or relationships with people. And I felt like 
you know, I'm, I'm getting that. So it's making me feel better, but I really actually, in actuality, wasn't really actually feeling better. Um, and more so was just masking what I really had inside. And so my journey within self-love, you know, has been a real one. It's been, um, it was hard at the beginning, um, because it was a lot of crying. It was a lot of purging of just, you know, when you sit and look at yourself in the mirror for the first time, like truly look at yourself, you know, and how you are and the things you've done. And, you know, and I really started to try to figure out who I wanted to be. So after a year or so in, I sat down and I was like, okay, you know, fuck everything you did in your twenties, right? When you were young, fuck it, whatever. And I was like, you know, let me just, let me just figure out who do I want to be today? Like who do I want to be today? Right. And I was like, I'm going to base everything off who I want to be today. What person do I want to be? And then I was like, I'm going to just strive to be that person every single day. And that's pretty much basically what my journey has consisted of. So I knew that I wanted to be honest. I knew that I wanted to be kind. I knew that I wanted to be a solid communicator. I knew that I wanted to um, have intimacy with my friends, my family. Um, my sister jokes me all the time because she says, ever since I've been in therapy, I'm way more emotional, um, you know, and I'm always want to talk about my feelings. So I, I know when people see me coming, they're like, oh, God, here comes Mika. She's going to want to talk about her feelings. But I, I love that, though because I spent so many years where I never talked about my feelings and I, and I did not communicate, communicate properly. And so that was definitely something that I wanted to definitely, definitely work on. Um, and so my last thing was that I wanted to be somebody that people, when they do talk about me, they can say something positive instead of it maybe being something negative. And I can be an example, you know, uh, to the people around me. And so that was kind of how I birthed this podcast because I felt like if I use my story and give my truth and, you know, share my thoughts that it could inspire somebody to be like, Hmm, maybe I should check out therapy. Cause I, I do truly think that everybody should be in therapy in some kind of capacity. When I first started therapy, I was in intense therapy. Um, and it was expensive, right? So I would go sometimes two to three times a week. And then it went from maybe it went from like once a week. And then now I go once a month, but I've always gone consistently. Now I've never, I have not, not gone in years. So I always go. But when I first started, I had to go, I had to go a lot. And, and when I felt things and when I was emotional and when I needed to talk, um, I went, I went to therapy and I went as many times as I needed to go. And I tell people all the time, like, don't feel like in therapy that like one session is going to just fix you. Right. It's not. And I know like boundaries. I think I talked about boundaries for over a year in therapy, literally the same subject. And then it's even subjects now that I talk about that I've been talking about for years and it's okay. You can talk about some shit as many times as you want to talk about, talk about it over and over and over and over until you gain understanding or closure or whatever you need with the situation. And that's personally, that's really what I personally believe. Like if somebody's making you feel like you just need to drop it, 
no, like if if I'm struggling with this shit and I'm truly struggling with it, but I want to, I want to be better. I want to do better in something, then I'm going to talk about it. Right. So it led to that. And that was kind of like how, you know, I started thinking about the show because I, I literally just recreated myself in a sense. Um, that's, and I created myself in, into a person that I wanted to be. Um, and I think that you have a right to do that. You know, I think, you know, when I was younger, um, I basically in a lot of ways were, was what I saw and who I was around and, but mainly what I saw. Uh, so I spent time unlearning behaviors from my parents and maybe unlearning ideals that, that, you know, didn't align with me. And, um, you know, it, it's helped me a lot. And so once I made a blueprint of the person that I wanted to be and how I, and, you know, thinking about how I wanted to go, go about that, um, then I just started just implementing it. I started implementing, you know, how I want to love, um, I have a really small circle. Like I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people I talk to, but the people that I truly call my friends, I like to keep really small. I'm very careful about who I have around me and the energies that I have around me. That's something that's really important to me um, because everybody's not meant to walk on your journey. And you might have some people that make, make some pit stops in there sometimes, but I think it's very difficult to be around people who haven't done the work on themselves and you've done the work on yourself. I say that all the time, but I think when you've done the work, you kind of understand what I'm saying. Like it's kind of hard to be around people who are toxic. It's hard to be around people who are negative. It's hard to be around people who lack communication skills. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I can't do it. And so my, I keep my village really small but I'm truly thankful for them every day. I, I, I just talked about this, I think, two or three episodes ago, because um, even that speaks to how I align myself. Like it speaks to who I am as a person. And when you look at my friends, you, you pretty much are looking at me for the most part. Um, I don't have any friends that's just out here crazy. So uh, I take pride in that. And so that's something that's been work too, just being, you know, solid in myself or whatever. So when it came to self-love, um, self-love was a journey. It was a journey for me. Um, it's an important journey though, because the thing is, if you don't love yourself and you're unwilling to love yourself, right? You never going to love somebody else. You never even going to be open enough to love somebody else because how are you, how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself and you are your most important thing? You, your body, your mind, your brain, your, your, your body, you know, it, it's the most important thing. And it's not something that should be neglected. And I definitely think for me, like I definitely neglected that. I put, I put people in front of myself. I mean, I, I was neglectful to myself a lot, a lot. I was allowing myself to be drained by people, taken advantage of, you know, mistreated. And honestly, even in my love relationships, like I settled a lot of times on less and I shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't make yourself small for somebody, you know, you should date somebody that is accepting of you as a whole person, just little stuff like that. And so I used to also, you know, not be able to, I was one of those people that couldn't do anything by myself because I, I think when the, when the quiet came in, I was afraid of being in my thoughts by myself because th that's when the voices come, you know, 
the the negative come um you know you're thinking about all the shit you haven't done and you're thinking about this you're thinking about that um you know and I was brutalizing myself being completely completely honest like completely brutalizing myself and so you know that was kind of why like I would be not necessarily in relationships but I was usually involved in some kind of capacity or you know somebody came over and stayed or I'm doing whatever right and um so it's funny because now in present day I love solitude you know um I was talking to a friend like two days ago and I was trying to explain to them what I had going on present day what I have going on a lot of times I get on here and I haven't really been talking much because and it's funny I haven't been talking much right on the podcast right because I literally have been trying to, I've been just in quiet, if that makes sense. And so I literally haven't really been watching TV. I really haven't really been, I really kind of been chilling. Like, and so when I get off work, you know, I'll kind of, you know, sit in quiet, read a book and just really try to like zone out and just be still. Um, and, and think and just be with myself. And, uh, and it's been fun and it's been great. And solitude is such a necessary thing. A lot of times people are like, oh my, when I hear people say they can't be by themselves, I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's saying something if you, if you can't be by yourself. But, you know, when it's solitude, like I really been spending time, like, you know, thinking, like learning myself, um, you know, I'm getting older, you know, you change learning different things that I like. I've been reading different genres of books that I've never read, like stretching myself in, in like different areas. Um, and so I really been kind of like thinking about, you know, my next five years, like where do I want to be things that I want to do. And a lot of that, a lot of the stuff that I think about for myself comes within solitude. It comes within me standing still. Right. And just thinking about what, what all the different things that I have going on, all the different things that I want to do. So, that's what I've been working on. So a lot of times I come on the welcome. Usually I have a whole bunch of shit to say. And like, I really haven't had anything to say because I really haven't been doing anything. I really have been trying to just really focus on being quiet. But it's but it's a blessing, though. And so I don't want to be long winded with my thought of the week. But when I think about where I started and even when I started the show, when I started the show, I actually was depressed when I started the show. I was somewhat depressed when I started the show. And I even listened to some episodes and I talk about happiness. I talk about how I always felt like happiness was something that I never was going to achieve. And when I listen now back on it, I'm like, dang, you know, cause I still was a work in progress. I, t- I said that when I first started the show, I'm like, I'm a work in progress. I'm still working on myself every day. It is a everyday journey, you know, to be a good person for one, to be happy for two. And if people say, oh no, I just wake up happy every day. They're lying. They're lying. You know, because you, you, I think you have to be purposeful in what you're doing. And that's, I mean, it's in everything. So I still work. I still do the work and I still just try uh, to continue to work on myself and continue to be the person that I want to be. But, um, but I, I like, I like who I am. I love who I am and I love being with myself and I love sitting in my solitude and so, uh, I wanted to just talk today just about the journey and where I am right now. Like I'm probably in, I'm probably the happiest today that I've probably ever been my whole entire life. But I contribute that to the fact that I do the work every single day. You know, I don't just sit and come on here 
and say, oh, you know, I'm a mental health advocate and I, you know, whatever, whatever. No, like I actually do this. I journal, I do affirmations, you know, I sit to myself, you know, I try to be kind. I try to give to others, you know, I active listen. I don't sit and, uh, you know, not take ownership or gaslight people or whatever. Like I'm open to what people are saying to me. I'm open to learn things that people uh, take feedback and learn, you know, more things about myself, but also, you know, I'm willing to change. And I think that you have to be open to change. You have to be open to feedback. You have to be open to all that shit. If you actually want to be the person that you want to be, you know? Uh, so with me coming into 10,000 listens, you know, I was really, I'm really proud of that. I'm really happy about that. And I'm really thankful that you guys have continued to listen. I honestly, you know, starting this show and it's basically been two years. I, I didn't even know that I would even get a thousand listens. So to get 2000, 10,000 listens, um, yeah, I'm thankful for that. And so just continue to support the show, follow the show, share the show, um, you know, other people and, uh, don't forget to follow me. Well, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can subscribe on, you know, whatever your poison is, it's on Apple podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Google podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts is pretty much on there. And don't forget to follow me on social media. You can follow my personal page, which is, uh, on Twitter is at pro gamer and that's P R H O gamer. Instagram is at pro P R H O. And then my, uh, the show's, um, Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And then my, uh, my Twitter is IGMT podcast. So don't forget too, if you want to ever be part of the show, you want to give some extra feedback, you want to hit me up, you can definitely, uh, send me an email and that's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening to me here and I appreciate you. (laughs)